Welcome back to an all new C28 podcast. This is season three and I'm absolutely pumped about what we have in store. We're shaking things up a bit, starting with this episode discussing prayer in an all new season of C28. Well, I've got a guest here with me and I can tell you why. (laughs) Good news and sad news all at the same time. Uh, So CJ has moved across the country, and so that leaves uh, me with only half the talent here. And so I have to, we got to try to fill that gap with people. And, you know, Andrew is one of those guys I thought would uh, fit in really well here. It'll it'll be interesting, that's for sure. (laughs) It will. Just so you guys know what to expect, um, what season three is going to be about is kind of me working with several different people throughout the season. There's about 10 episodes planned, and we'll be working kind of together with different people, and so you kind of taste the different personalities and thoughts and approaches and stuff like that. And uh, But the same process, taking very simple topics and trying to just walk through them simply. And our hope is that over the course of uh, the years as we do this, that uh, we'll all be sharpened and that as we have plenty of ways to spend uh, our our time in a car or whether we got 30, 40 minutes of blank space, that maybe this could help be something that is fruitful in people's lives. You've been listening for a while, actually, Andrew. Yeah, so I, I get in trouble when I'm not caught up with Jessica. She's like, did you hear the last episode? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just actually binged season two so nice i'm uh, i'm officially caught up and very cool uh, when did yeah. you do that was that like today no no it was like over the past week okay two weeks yeah all right so i'm all caught up there were just a couple gaps but yeah it was good to hear you guys talk again and uh i was like i gotta get used to the format right so yeah <laughs> prepare to be on there well so. format that's a good point so yeah. for anybody just joining in season three uh, or just maybe got sent this podcast or something. Uh, what we try to do is we don't work together beforehand. We don't discuss, hey, I'm going to talk about this. You talk about that. Um, I send these uh, topics out um, ahead of time a little bit. And then um, sometimes we put a little bit of effort into doing a little research or something. And other times we don't really do anything. So um, it's just basically what we aim for is just raw conversation with a couple people talking about theological stuff. Yeah, you told me no editing uh, because <laughs> I edit the sermons. <laughs> that's my nature. Is to, yeah, you know, he does. So that. that's a good point. Andrew, uh, if you go to our uh, church website or the YouTube stuff or whatever, you will find that any of our uh, sermons that are up there for the past year, uh, two years. Somewhere in between. I think I started yeah. when we were at the park. Oh, okay. So right when we stopped meeting in the building. for COVID. Yeah. So he yeah. puts them all together and gets them at edits and if there's any weird things i say he clips them he clearly clips them and saves them for (laughs) or or i highlight them yeah (laughs) yeah well the topic as we talked about in that intro part is uh prayer and so we've had a lot of questions come in we just haven't got to that subject and then uh um we have a friend who was sitting in his car in some traffic and blasted out like 13 discussion topics and this was uh, one of them. And I was thinking like, you know, that's came up a lot. We got to, we got to talk about this. So that's our, that's our hope. It's yeah. Prayer's a, it seems like a basic topic, but there's a lot to it. And mm-hmm. as I, you know, try to 
determine what I wanted to talk about today. I realized there's a lot about prayer I don't know. Mm. And mm-hmm. so it's it's an area where I want to grow. And when you said <laughs> that you had a reason for inviting me, I was like, oh, I bet it, I bet I know why. <laughs> <laughs> because I need other people to pray <laughs> when I'm like, hey, anybody well, want to pray? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a, a prayer experience that we can share. Oh, today, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a couple actually. But yeah, one embarrassing, one kind of cool one. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. And I think this gave me a lot of homework to do. Like I, I saw mm-hmm. areas where I can grow in uh, my prayer life. So yeah, me too. I'm excited. What I found, I find this in a lot of our topics is that as we start to like, I'm like, Oh, like the way I kind of, um, if somebody said, you know, like we, we all walk, we all walk, right? Like Christians, like, you know, we all pray, you know, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. well, I guess we'll get to that in the <laughs> discussion, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things that somebody's like, how do you pray? Like, it is kind of interesting. It's like somebody asking us to like, how do you walk? You're or like, how do well, you whistle? <laughs> you got to demonstrate this it. is why he's here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> stuff like that that was perfect it's hard to explain yeah, yeah. exactly so. uh-huh and yet you just kind of do it and um so this is when i was kind of uncovering it i was like man there's a lot of good things to talk about like what are we praying about what's you know what about uh prayer postures but and just yeah. all this stuff kind of but we'll just see where we get to we, we'll be cutting it off right around 40 45 minutes and wherever okay. we are we'll have to do part two maybe another time we'll see so tell us uh just start us off tell us uh i think it'd be cool to uh tell us about your your prayer experiences sure sure. okay so yeah the the one that i thought you were alluding to and you said there's a reason i invited you on is when uh so i was absent from our small group that we attend together for right around two months Uh, we attended a different small group came back and there were some new faces and so um brian joked there's a, a rule he's instituting that if you're gone from small group, you get to close in prayer. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I think he's talking to me. And then he said, would you close in prayer? And um, public prayer is an area that I struggle. I think I just, I clam up or I, I like get too fixated on using the right words. And I don't, I don't just, you know, flow. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get really, you don't really know where structured. to put the father God. Like how many <laughs> yeah. father gods do we use? All of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So I try not to do like the, overextended Thanksgiving dinner prayer and that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I, uh, so I'm sitting down, getting ready to pray, trying to decide what I want to say. And I just start praying and it's going decent <laughs> and I'm a little bit fiddly, a little bit anxious. And I, I have my hands clasped. And as I'm mid prayer, I, uh, squeeze my hands together a little bit and it <laughs> creates a, a really audible fart sound. <laughs> um, a bunch of people open their eyes, including me, and I look around the room and my automatic defense was <laughs> that wasn't a fart. It was just my hands. <laughs> and and uh, somebody in the room said, are you talking to us or are you talking to God? <laughs> and so it was a good, um, I wouldn't say a triumphal return, <laughs> but yeah. it, was, it was a good comeback to, you know, small group and yeah. um, interesting intro, I guess, to my personality, to the new faces in the room. But um, you know, used it kind of as a, a cool jump off point, uh, in a later discussion where he said, um, public, public prayer is difficult and we should be doing it. And even if you're not good at prayer, or it's something that you struggle with. Um, and if you have a blunder, he said, <laughs> you know, the person unnamed, obviously me, uh, that had that happen, you were confident that I would pray in public again, which I have. So it is, uh, it's one of those things that you just have to move past and realize like you're never gonna get prayer absolutely perfect. And it's okay to um, you know, make mistakes like that. Yeah, sure. So it's, it's about your heart posture. And I definitely had a good heart posture. Yeah. With the yeah. Prayer, so 
yeah. The pluses. Um, and then I suppose the uh, the other one we could probably get to later when we're talking okay. about why we pray or what we pray for or what shouldn't we pray for, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have another analogy later or a story. So. Okay. Well, I'll tell yeah. one. You just reminded me of a, an embarrassing moment. And I think that as we uh, as we talk about prayer, you know, I think that probably people who have prayed in public or even in private, like have struggled with uh, like it doesn't go quite as planned or it's not as beautiful as these other people who can pray just beautifully. Yeah. And so one time in high school, I was part of this. Uh, uh, golly, I can't even remember the name of it. It's like, you know, it was a Christian club at my high school. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be praying for somebody. So we all gathered around and kind of like kind of raised our hands or whatever, you know, to like lay hands on this person and pray for them. And uh, which is another part of it. I need, it's not even in my notes about <laughs> laying hands and healing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we we're just going to be praying for somebody. And um, it was really quiet in the room. Right. And it is like a theater type environment um, that we we're in. We we're in like the uh, the theater area. And so our hands are hands are up. And we're all standing in the circle. And. Uh, I start praying after some other people have prayed and I'm, and I'm thinking about like, okay, I think I've prayed for what I feel convicted to pray about. I'm just going to wind it down. Yeah. Well, I was really hungry and I, and I could tell like my stomach was about to go you know, like, Ooh, and yeah. it just would have been, you know, I'm in high school, I'm a, you know, I'm afraid to get made fun of for something or whatever. I don't know. And so I, I just <laughs> keep praying and waiting for it to happen. And sure enough, like, Ooh, it starts going, I just start, you know, praying a little bit louder <laughs> like to cover it up. And anyways, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. That's, I, I guess not quite praying in tongues, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, hold on. Oh, <laughs> got the laugh track. There, there it is. Yeah. All right. Well, um, did you have any ideas on how you wanted to start or did you want me to kind of? Um, yeah. So I, I had a couple questions I outlined for myself as like, what do I want? What do I want to know coming out of mm. learning about prayer? And mm-hmm. so I, I just got like three, three or four categorical stuff. So I, I put um, some topic questions for us to discuss and I figured you probably have a lot of the same, so we might cover it, but um what is prayer and why do we pray? And then there's some caveats in there. Uh, when are prayers answered? And what do we do if prayers aren't answered? Uh, and how do we pray or how do we improve our prayer life? Mm-hmm. So the last one especially is what I want to do follow up on. It's like, how do I uh, continue to improve that prayer life mm-hmm. over you know my entire life? So Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have mean, lots of good notes if you want. Did you answer your own questions? Yeah, I think somewhat. Oh, good. Okay. So, I'm... I'll learn. I'll be learning something too. Then, <laughs> perfect. Um, I ask similar questions. I have one question that's like written in a way so that I know it's a stupid question, but it's just something that went through my mind. Is, okay. is singing worship songs prayer? Oh, that's a good one, actually. I, but that's not something I really care to talk about too much. But okay. I do got uh, what does the Bible say about prayer? Yeah. Right, as we're taking a theological uh, approach to this, um, I got. Uh, some clarifications about prayer, like can it be audible, can it be quiet, can it be formal, can it be informal, mm-hmm. uh, what is not prayer, and then um, how to pray, <laughs> how to pray is one of the things I wrote down. Okay. All right, so why don't you, you start? Sure. Ask some of your questions. Let's get through, this. Let's get through uh, some of your stuff there. Sure. Yeah, so I'll start with the basic category. So in the search of determining what prayer is and why we do it, um, so I just have some summary points here and you can tell me if you agree or if you want to expand on it or if you disagree. Okay. <laughs> but I think, I think I'm on 
onto something. So, uh, summary is that prayer is a personal communion with God and it's a means by which God moves in our lives. So it's something that we are Mm -hmm. commanded to do, but it's also a privilege that we have to pray and have that communion with God. Um, So it's uh, one of the questions I asked or a lot of people ask, I think, because it was all over all these discussion boards that I was looking at was uh, if God is omniscient and he knows our hearts why mm-hmm. why do we pray yeah age and old question yeah so yeah. it's like there's the the simple answer which is because we're commanded to pray but then there's the the kind of uh more complex which is god ordains the means of prayer to the end of exacting his will in our life right so he he might know our heart and he mm-hmm. might know um what our desires are what we're going to pray for and he already knows the outcome and result and whether that is his will but the prayer is the means for us to to request whatever it is that may or may not align with his will. So that's super good, man. It's like a yeah. it's like a way for us to align our own heart with God's will, right? Yeah. So yeah. So let me try to summarize. If somebody's uh, sure. kind of like yeah. me, and it's like just you know, it's maybe they're listening, they're on their way to work. They're like, it's five in the morning. What, what did this guy just say? That was super complicated and, and super smart. So if I were to try to dumb it down for people like myself. I would say you're saying that God has or created or designed prayer to be a way that he interacts with his followers and exacts his will. Mm-hmm. And even though he can act outside of that, he has chosen or designed it to be a primary way for which he does those things yeah, and does interact with mankind. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the summary of the summary. It captures it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hard to condense it down to that. And there are lots of good questions on, you know, why why do we need to um, beyond just because mm-hmm. we're we're told to. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. When there was a, I at some point in my life I had asked the same question, and this older gentleman uh, said, you know, I've thought about that a lot too, and he said basically, you know, like that's how God has designed us to have a portion of that relationship with him. Yeah. And then he commands us to do it. And then he said, also, he goes, I'm pretty sure that God's designed prayer as one of the ways that he draws us to himself over and over and over again. And then thus comes first Thessalonians, I believe it's chapter four, where it's like pray without ceasing mm-hmm. and where we continue to go to the Lord for these things. Oh, there's the motorcycle. We're yeah, waiting for it. Every episode. <laughs> every episode. We should invite him on the, the yeah. set. <laughs> we need some sound paneling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I had First uh, Thessalonians in here a couple of times too. There's, mm. I think there's some good wisdom on on prayer in that book. So. It's actually written on my hand. Yeah, because yeah, what First I realized, Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. So you're smarter than me because <laughs> I had the pray without ceasing portion, and then I went and I was just oh, kind context. of you know reading. And kind of refreshing my mind on some of the stuff, and I went through and I read the the greater context of. It. I'm like, man, that whole section's good. And so, right. So, so that section, the the three verses, First um, Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, um, and I think this was in LT. I'm not positive. Uh, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little bit more context around there, but mm-hmm. I think we hear it. Often it uh, just verse seventeen, pray without ceasing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I got uh, 
I got a question here that came up when I was when I was thinking about like what would be good for like and in my mind I picture the people listening mm-hmm. are doing one of two things. Either they are driving to work in the morning and they're listening to this, or they are at home, the kids are in rest time and they are doing something around the house and put this on. <laughs> We're background noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or when they leave and they want to leave the dogs home with sound on. <laughs> you know, they put us on so they don't get lonely. Oh, man. I'll take it. Hey, a view's a view, right? <laughs> All right, so here's one of the questions. Um, what does the Bible say about prayer? So if I started there, um, there's, you know, we could spend hours doing this. Um, but I looked at the first thing I see is that Jesus teaches us to pray. Mm -hmm. Right. In Luke chapter 18, this is verses one through eight. It says he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. And then he goes on to say the parable. And this is what it says. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by continual by continually coming. Sorry, my iPad just zoomed way in. <laughs> oh, here we go. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will he find faith on earth. And so one thing we learn about parables, whenever we're studying parables, we know typically they're used to, to point out, to have one specific meaning, mm-hmm. right? And so we try not to overanalyze them. But uh, if you're like, man, what does this parable actually mean? Well, luckily for us, it says it in verse 1. It says, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. And so one of the things that Jesus teaches us is that we should pray. Mm-hmm. And then also when we're like, well, should I pray the same thing? Um, apparently, we're taught that that's okay. You know, if you are struggling in some area or you're, you know, you come to um, a, a point of petitioning or intercession uh, that you can continue to pray those things. And the point is not that we bother God, right? This is a parable. The main point is that we are to pray and not lose heart and that we can continue coming to the Lord with these things. Second is that Jesus teaches us how to pray. And uh, Luke 11 and Matthew 6 both teach kind of the same thing. And it's, uh, um, it says now, G- and this is Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And then in verse 2 it says, And he said to them, When you pray, say, and it gives an example. And what's interesting are a couple things. One is that I would suspect that these that these people have been praying already. And then what they're doing is like Jesus is praying and they're like, that seemed right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems like a good way to pray. And they say, teach me. And so... There is, like you're talking about learning how to pray and growing in, in prayer. One of the things that I was refreshed in is that we should, like there's nothing wrong with learning to pray better mm-hmm. and and learning why we why we pray and what the heart posture is of, of prayer. And so he gives this example. Father, oh, and I'll use the, uh, 
the Matthew? Yeah, I'll use the Matthew version for uh, the example. Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 9. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into t- temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so um, some people pray that prayer, which I think is fine. But the idea is, is he's not, Jesus isn't teaching, whenever you pray, say these exact words. This is very much instructional as a template. And so I don't, we, we won't have time, but there's this really cool, um, uh, I, I think it'd be really cool to, to have an episode like part two, where we go through and it says, our father in heaven, why were we instructed to pray that? Um, hallowed be your name. Why were we instructed to pray that? Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would we pray that? You know, mm-hmm. and walk through that. But we don't have time for that. But that's a template of how to pray. So he teaches us to pray. He teaches us how to pray. And then the Apostle Paul uh, teaches us when to pray, which comes to First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and that's a pray without stopping. And the idea is that we do see that throughout Scripture, even like uh, don't be anxious, but when you're anxious, pray. Right. And so um, when things are coming up in our lives, uh, we're praying about those things, praying without stopping. And um, so anyways, uh, that, those are kind of the things that popped out to me there about um, kind of this introduction to prayer. Yeah. And the, the Lord's Prayer, I mean, is a really good place to go to, to learn. Um, there's a couple things you discuss with the, the verse by verse. Um, we could save that for another episode. But the one that I. Uh, I thought about more than I had before is verse 12. Uh, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors or forgive those who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. So the, the implication there is we're, we're pleading with God to forgive us of our sins against him in accordance with the way that we've forgiven those who have sinned against us. And so it's a good, good way to reposture when we're praying is uh, do we have unforgiveness? Have we forgiven uh, those who have repented of sins against us or mm-hmm. are we still holding on to um you know those grudges and uh the sprawl study i was going through on prayer uh, he talked about that he's like do you want god to deal with you in forgiveness in accordance with the forgiveness that you've shown to others or mm. would that be bad news for you yeah that'd be quite the mirror to look into yeah i'm like oh man that would probably be bad news so you know we get to reflect through prayer and as we learned about the structure of the lord's prayer and and how we're uh, kind of using that as a guide or template, mm-hmm. uh, it shows us, it kind of illuminates the areas that we need to resolve um, within ourselves as we're yeah. praying, right? So. Do you have a time where you find yourself, like, if we're supposed to go to the Lord in prayer over essentially all things, mm-hmm. right? We don't have time to go over all the text, but there's ones that say that every good thing, we go to the Father and we give thanks for it. And, uh, and then also there's, anxieties we bring to the Lord. There's pains we go, we go to the, there's sadness we go to the Lord, right? Um, is, are there any that like you find yourself prompt you better than others into the good habit of going to prayer? Yeah. Um, I think stuff with my kids. Mm. So like if I'm praying for something for my kids and I see something at work or I see, um, just like fruit of prayer, or I see a development, you know, that Mm -hmm. I I've been really (laughs) intensely praying for. Like I find that it's easier to go back with gratitude and, uh, thank God for, um, providing that or for 
for doing that work. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, it's harder though. Like if I, I think the more generic the prayer, too, it's it's harder to come back and thanks. Yeah, you you kind of like pray and then forget about it. Um, yeah. but we should also, I think, when we're, we're praying as an intercessor for somebody else, mm-hmm. like you know, if you have a you know a friend that you're praying for all the time, and you start to see the fruit of that prayer, like we should be going back to God and saying thank you. That's for, a good point. And it's kind of hard to do that because with um, intercessory prayer, I think a trap a lot of people fall into is myself included mm-hmm. is I'll say, I'll pray for you. And then I pray for them once or twice mm-hmm. or um, however long the the issue is um, very present. But as soon as, you know, it kind of there's other things going on, it's hard to, to keep that on your radar and keep praying. So if we continue to pray, we continue to follow up and um, be like a prayer warrior, you know, for that type of issue (laughs) then it's easier you know and then you can see the um whatever god's will is in that and uh, come back and say um that you appreciate the work that god's doing yeah so that's good yeah so kids for you kind of is what like naturally grabs you like and pulls you into prayer yeah the most yeah okay yeah i think that uh that's a good i think for me like i think i feel like mine's very stereotypical like right? Problems, you know, yeah. like problems arise. I'm like, <laughs> time to go to the Lord. Can't <laughs> fix this. You know, uh, um, I think that, uh, one of my biggest struggles is, um, and has maybe improved maybe in the last like couple years, but still, I mean, it's just, um, embarrassingly weak is when good things are happening mm-hmm. or we see God doing things or we see somebody come to Christ or we see somebody, uh, growing in their knowledge of the Lord or being sanctified by the spirit, you know, um, or, you know, God using people, God using people in other people's lives or, um, stuff like that, like going in, like you were mentioning at the end, like praising God, like the thankfulness that constantly we see even these writers, um, of the new Testament, you know, uh, in the very beginning, you know, I thank God for these things, you know, and I just don't know if I go to God in thankfulness very often, Mm-hmm. Um, over what he has done, you know. So there's a there's a template for kind of the way that you can include different elements of prayer in one prayer. Have you heard of the? I'm sure you have the acts. <laughs> Dude, I got the you same got thing in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, if you do that, um, it, I can summarize what it is for. Well, let's just let's stuff. let's do let's spend. Uh, while you're looking it up, I got sure. two more verses that I think are you know, that could be help could could help in like framing our mind a little bit. Yeah, and then let's just spend some time on the ACTS acronym and what that looks like. Okay. I I, yeah. I didn't know if we get to it, but I love it. Let's just spend some time on it. I want to read uh, Philippians four verses six through seven here. It says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So for me, as far as prayer, like that is huge. First off, rejoicing in the Lord. Um, probably another thing that convicts my heart. How, how am I supposed to be rejoicing in the Lord? I think part of that is being thankful but mm-hmm. rejoice rejoice in the lord again i say rejoice 
And then uh, there's another part that says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. So do not be anxious about anything. That is a hard one. It is. Yeah. You know, I think uh, it's easy for us to write things off. An example would be with this text. We could, we can easily say, "There's, I have a medical condition, and because of that, this doesn't work. And I'm not saying we should ignore the medical implications or even medications that can be helpful for certain uh, deteriorations or malfunctions sure, yeah. in our body. But that still, I think that say you're a person that struggles with a lot of anxiety, you should apparently by this scriptural standard be somebody that is made of prayer. Yeah. If you're dwelling in worry without turning it over to the Lord. Yeah. Then, you know, that's, I think what Paul's talking about, right? Yeah. So you you don't want to wallow in your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. When when we have a a channel to, to give that up. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, um, with supplication and thanksgiving, which is one of our words and acts, I believe. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> Actually, two uh, of them. <laughs> let your requests be made known to God. So um, that's another thing that I think as we talk about prayer, this verse has a lot of these things that I hear come up as like, like I'm going to ask for things from the God of the universe. These better, these better be very important things. Because if, if I had 10 minutes with the president or 10 minutes with Congress or 10 minutes with whatever important person you can think of, you'd be like, man, they got to be really important, really succinct because I'm not going to go with some little, little tiny frilly stuff. Well, I, yeah. I think that our prayer life with the Lord includes little frilly stuff. And um, and then also this all, oh, then it says in verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which I think if you went to the world, you said, hey, if I, if I had the solution for having peace that, sur- that surpasses all understanding, I think people want to know where that comes from and who has that. And it says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so I think that that all comes back around to this relational component with Christ in prayer. And then what frames this, though, in my next verse is about this, but what frames this, though, is our desire to do the will of God. And studying the word of God, not just so that we have it in our heads, but that it penetrates into our heart by the power of the spirit. And so that we do want the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. We want the will of the father in our life now on earth and in this world now. And one of the examples that always come to my mind is Matthew chapter 26 Mm -hmm. uh, towards it's really close to when Jesus is betrayed and taken before the courts and then crucified and buried and then raised to life right before that. It says, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Side note. About 40 times-ish in the New Testament, no, no, in the Gospels, we see Jesus pray yeah and many of those he retreats somewhere to pray Mm -hmm. like he does so i'm not saying we got to always pray in our closet but it seemed like jesus was looking for that closet-like experience a lot when he would pray anyways he uses it a contrast for the the pharisees that are praying publicly right i mean they're Mm -hmm. they're praying to be seen as uh 
I don't know, pious or, or whatever you want to call it, but they're doing it for the attention. Mm-hmm. Like Matthew <laughs> chapter six, verse five. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners that they may be seen by others. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Good call. So then, so he goes and he asks uh, the sons of thunder and Peter to uh, sit there and, and watch out. And he says uh, uh, that he is sorrowful and troubled. Uh, then he says to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. Not not sleep here mm-hmm. while I go do this, but that's <laughs> what they end up doing. But, you know, watch with me. And going a little, little further, he fell on his face and prayed, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And I think that um, all of our prayers should, should kind of come out like that, mm-hmm. like, from our best understanding of what's good, God, this is what I ask for, if it is possible. Uh, but nevertheless, we submit and admit that our heart's desire is that God's will is done in this stuff, and we will walk through that. And that's Jesus in, in the moments before he is going to be crucified. Yeah. And he's saying, take this cup, like take this process from me, if you will. But if not, I will walk this, and I will drink this cup. And we can't, I mean, we have to be okay with prayers not, being answered the way that we want them to right Mm -hmm. so we see a lot in scripture that prayers prayers are given up both in earnest and and fervently that aren't answered and Mm -hmm. i think the the one that i think about is uh david in psalms prays it says he prays for seven days after um nathan tells him that the lord's going to take his son uh, for the sin of Mm -hmm. um taking bathsheba out of wedlock and and the product of that sin is his child who now the lord's going to take and david prays for seven days uh lord please please don't take my son please don't kill my son um child dies and david immediately goes and starts worshiping Mm. uh, because he's a man of faith and he understands um that god can answer no (laughs) and yeah we can't we can't um treat God with anger uh, or disdain Mm -hmm. just because he doesn't fulfill our will. He fulfills his will, right? So, And you point uh, a bright light on an elephant in the room, which we'd have to talk about in maybe a different episode. (laughs) We're talking about kind of more more fundamentals of prayer, like what is prayer and how do we pray? But the elephant in the room is like, why do we pray for healing of a wonderful saint here on earth and yet they die yeah and the murderer child molester lives till he's 95 years old what's happening in this world mm-hmm. if god sees that as just and so that's kind of the hard part yeah it right? is a hard one because i mean we don't know the ins and outs of god's will right and mm-hmm. i mean you think of uh gosh it, it got a lot of bad media attention uh, i think it was three or four years ago the uh the bethel situation with um <laughs> which one well, this one was the prayer for healing that was a little bit oh, unorthodox. Yeah. You recall the um, two-year-old yeah. that died, yeah. and the church prayed for not healing but for resurrection. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, problematic for several reasons. But one being it, it really, uh, I think, put a lot of praying for healing in like uh, super bad light, right? Because it, it was unorthodox enough to where it caught all this media attention and all kinds of stuff. And I think people had a field day with like, see prayer doesn't work mm-hmm. when in reality, it's, it's not whether the prayer was answered or not that determines if prayer works. It's was it God's will mm-hmm. for that family, for that child to perform a miracle. 
because that's what it would be, right? It's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. So um, that level of divine intervention, I don't know that we've uh, really seen that, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> in, yeah. a, in a good while. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's yeah. a lot to unpack with that whole situation. Yeah. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're praying in, in earnest or, or good faith doing that. Yeah, or in the uh, will of the... F- of the father. Yeah. You know, we know that yeah. we see Jesus raising people, uh, to life and, you know, whole roads full of sick people and, and the apostles going and healing them and stuff. But I mean, uh, I guess, I guess what this bears is maybe we should have an episode at some point. Just, we just like flat out talk about healing. Sure. Like, is it possible? Can it happen now? Should we expect it to happen now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Andrew. This is why we brought you. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, I'll give you four more episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, explore the, let's do it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So explain acts to me. Like yeah, I'm a yeah. fifth grader. All right. In, in this. So if you are, if you are driving, uh, <laughs> or, you know, you're, you're in your house doing some stuff, kids are down for a nap, you're retired, sitting in a chair, hanging out, whatever you're doing, like this is kind of rubber meets the road. This is a good, um, acrostic that helps us, uh, remember kind of maybe a pattern for prayer or covering certain bases that sometimes we neglect or something like that and could help us uh, maybe jump right into prayer and uh, think a lot larger than we normally do. But yeah, and it, it's a theological tool or a, a template or method, right? It's not, it's not a biblically prescribed, mm-hmm. your prayer has to have yeah, good these point. four, right? So it's, it's a, a tool to help us grow. Um, okay. So acts, uh, Brian, as you said, is an acrostic, which is you know an acronym that's used to, to include those four elements. So the A is adoration, C is confession, T is thanksgiving, and S is supplication. Um, supplication, I didn't know what that word actually meant before. Um, so that's uh, it just means a plea. So it could be a supplication or, or plea for um, something on your own behalf or on behalf of someone else, which is intercession. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it contains two of those elements we talked about earlier, which is the Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. be, that can definitely help, mm-hmm. uh, to remember to be thankful for the, the blessings and the answered prayers that you've received. Um, and then sup- supplication. So, um, the, the plea to God and, or, uh, for others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That and that, that kind of fits into the intercession also like yeah. interceding on behalf of somebody else or yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with adoration. Sure. Help me understand what that is. Yeah. So the way that I understood the adoration portion is, um, so, oh gosh, I can't remember which Psalm, Psalm 51 or 23. I don't remember which one's which, but, um, mm-hmm. the Lord is my shepherd, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so you're, uh, you're acknowledging the, the role, presence, power, um, and exhibiting a reverence for God. You're understanding who God is and his righteousness, divinity, in contrast to who we are in our fallenness and sin. And um, that can kind of help, I think, set the tone of the prayer. Um, you don't want to be probably too conversational when you're praying. I think it's okay to, um, to have it be like a conversational relational time, but you also want to uh, recognize or remember you're in the presence of the King of Kings. Mm-hmm. And so some of that posture we talked about, the uh, kneeling, the um, raising your hands, up to the Lord, opening your heart. It's those are physical and that doesn't necessarily, um, it's not a requirement for prayer, but it can help us, uh, enter that state of humility, submission, obedience, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. set like our heart to 
adoration, mm -hmm. adoration for the Lord. Yeah. And so adoration uh, could be kind of like, could somebody say it's like glorifying, worshiping, exalting, praising the Lord in prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that so. kind of helps us recognize and remember who God is as we enter that time of prayer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's confession? Uh, I've so never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so confession, uh, there's a couple elements to this. So uh, the confession portion of our prayer mm -hmm. is it's our repentance. It's acknowledging our sin, acknowledging that um, God is just in punishing us for our sin. If he chooses to not, uh, not save us from the natural consequences of our sin, um, that is just. Mm -hmm. And, and so confession is our uh, reflection on our sin and repentance and the Roman study we're doing from Sproul also. Uh, <laughs> so he breaks it into the difference between contrition or attrition. So attrition is when you're repenting due to essentially exhaustion from the consequences, right? So your, your heart is not on repentance necessarily or, um, even I guess feeling sorrowful for what you've done. It's you, you want to be spared the consequences of your actions uh, where contrition in, in contrast is uh, a heart of true repentance. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see in Psalm 51 <laughs> Yeah, is, you know, David's um, repentant prayer, mm -hmm. uh, earnest repentant prayer. So I made a joke about not having confessed before. Yeah. Um, that was kind of, uh, my way of making sure we came back to a point is like, is that something that we have to do in a certain building with a certain person <laughs> or, you know, like what, what is, what does this confession look like practically in somebody who is praying? Um, you know? Yeah. It's different, uh, between denominations and belief systems. You're right. So for, for Christians, repentance is done in prayer as a direct relationship with God through Christ, um, as our, our high priest, right? So, so you're saying as a Protestant, yeah, we accept Jesus Christ as high priest and ultimate mediator between us and God. And so mm -hmm. when we pray, some may even say there's something called Trinitarian prayer where we're praying to the Father uh, through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And part of that prayer is adoring God and adoration and praising him and glorifying him and exalting him and praising him. And then also this part of confession where we're, we're recognizing and submitting to that God has said certain things are good and righteous and certain things are not. And that mm -hmm. we have all sinned and fall short of that. And so we deserve something, which is all the penalties of sin and that there is forgiveness in Christ alone. And so part of in there is this confessing of the sins yeah and acknowledging them yeah we're we're cloaked in the righteousness of christ and um so for for that reason we're we're able to be forgiven our sins should we follow christ believe in him and and repent and then in obedience we turn away from that sin confess and uh and flee right so awesome yeah, yeah. that's good uh thankfulness or thanksgiving when you go to that one mm-hmm so, uh, yeah, this is um, being thankful for your blessings. And uh, I would add also being thankful for uh, your savior. Savior. <laughs> savior. <laughs> so, no editing. That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, showing gratitude and thanksgiving for um, the fact that we have uh, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior.
Mm-hmm. Um, so I also had the verse here, uh, Paul, you know, stating, be anxious for nothing. If you are anxious, let your burdens thrown to God in a spirit of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. So the, the spirit that we lay our anxieties um, before God should be in a spirit of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. So, which is kind of counterintuitive, right? Yeah. If, if you're feeling anxious yeah. and, and worried, you're supposed to lay it. Yeah. Well, our natural reaction to the solution is that is to just worry about it and fix it ourselves, rather yeah. than, and so it pulls us out of like the reliance, you know, this, this beggar desperate need for the Lord uh-huh. life. Uh, Philippians four, six says with Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And so, um, and that's the thing I was talking about was probably one of my weaknesses going into prayer, being thankful for what he has already done. Uh, you know, so yeah, that Thanksgiving part is probably like this acts acronym would be something that would, you know, help shore up some of these weak areas of my life for sure. What's the S? The S supplication. Um, so this, I mean, this one's still, I think I have a lot of learning to do on this, but, um, from what I understand, supplication is just the plea. So it's, um, your plea with the Lord that your prayer will be answered. And that can come with a level of expectation, right? But also um, the understanding that uh, you may expect it, but you can't prescribe it. So you can't name it and claim it. Mm-hmm. You can't... Um, because we're not God. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't uh, You can't believe that your prayer has already been answered if, uh, if it has not. And so the plea is for God to answer mm-hmm. that prayer and with understanding that the answer might be no. Yeah. And... That's as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in uh, Ephesians, <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians chapter six um, says, uh, uh, Paul says that we should be making supp- supplication for all the saints. That mm-hmm. we should that should just be something Christians are doing. We're praying for each other. We're pleading for each other and things. And sometimes um, a brother or sister might not even see what they need prayer for. And so that's part of the reason why we are called into engage those moments, you know, like that, because we need people praying for us and interceding for, uh, for us. I had a, a question going into this that I, I put in quickly answered. <laughs> so I had the, the question, do we pray for non-believers? And then I looked at, uh, Matthew five, 43 through 44. You've heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And then First Timothy 2, 1 through 8. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who mm-hmm. are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. I'll cut it off there, but um, yeah. I think that's why Christians pray for the president, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're yep. supposed to pray for all kings, and it, sometimes it's hard to do, mm-hmm. but we're called to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about intercessory prayer? Um, I've learned a little bit about that in other religions, um, Catholicism, you know, anything where they're praying to a saint to uh, in heaven to intercede on their behalf, right? Mm-hmm. And as Protestants, we don't do that. But what, what would you say is like doctrinally wrong about that? Well, I think that a lot of times when they're praying to different saints, it's because they have that's stealing part of what belongs to Jesus mm-hmm. that we're praying to them because they have some special connection to God in behalf of like mercy or um, strength or resiliency or whatever it is uh, that and, and really it's all like Jesus makes that possible. He's the mediator for us, not this other saint. He has no special power. He has no closer, you know, it's not like he's going to go play poker with Jesus sometimes. And that's when he brings up, you know, 
the the issues of, of healing, you know, or the issues of faith, you know, that we pray. I mean, I, I we don't have time for, you know, but yeah. like the Trinitarian prayer, you know, is like that helps reduce some of these confusions we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to pray to Mary. I'm not going to pray to any of the other saints. Yeah, I'm going to pray to God. It's different from asking a friend to pray for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's where in, in a lot of these conversations, the reason why for me, this, this conversation got so big is because it does, it opens up so many questions, mm-hmm. you know, ab- about things. Uh, for instance, uh, praying for something that you would ex- suspect is in the will of the father. In fact, you've seen it happen with other people praying for that, but then it doesn't happen when you pray for it. What is that about? Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you have the? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a, a then what. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's like faith in the Father's will. Like we, yeah. if we know that the prayers have been heard and, the, and that the, our Father wants to give us good gifts, how much more if if our earthly parents know how to give us good gifts, how much more can our Father in heaven? And so, and he and he wants to do those things, and he wants to hear a request. Well, then why wouldn't he answer this? Well, I would have to have faith that those things weren't in the will of the father for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I go back often to Stephen being stoned uh, oh, yeah, to, to death yeah. where in my mind, I'm like, he's one of the most gracious, loving people. Uh, there had to be some like brash Christian, you know, that could have been taken out instead of Stephen, but why Stephen? Yeah. Or and John beheading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, any of the martyrs, <laughs> why, why no intercession there? And I think yeah. that, because if God is outside of time and can see all past, present, and future, can see how these things will impact his kingdom to glorify himself, then I don't need to be glorified or satisfied in that action. I'm going to be satisfied in Christ as God is glorified. Yeah. And so, but I mean, it's easy to say it, right? It's easy to walk through like scripture and theologically come to these conclusions, but it's really hard in the moment. I think it gets really really intense and rubber hits the road when you're praying for like health related things. Yeah. Cause we see that that doesn't always happen, but mm-hmm. you know, you see people uh, with conditions that pray and have others praying for them and they're healed and others aren't. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it can be hard to go through suffering, uh, not knowing the will of the father in that suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, um, we did a study on, on suffering from Paul Tripp where he explored that a lot. I think he spent a lot of time in prayer and wasn't quite Job level lamentation, but he, he pleaded with the Lord. Why at the peak of my ministry where I'm having the widest influence I possibly could, and I'm publishing the most amount of writing and doing the most amount of conferences, would you inhibit my ability Hmm. to, to go and speak by giving me this condition, this health condition. And well, I think perhaps coming out of that, (laughs) You know, we see that he has a, a large influence uh, because of his suffering where he can minister to other people yeah. through um, similar conditions or other um, suffering. Mm-hmm. So, And also, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the quote, but somebody said it really well and I'll butcher it now. But <laughs> it was something like the, about essentially the the testimony of a follower of Jesus suffering well with faith in Christ. Oh, like, yeah. There's something about watching that that goes against the grain of somebody who is ending life with no hope versus somebody with hope. And it, it's, it's just a bright testimony. And, you know, there's a, there's a quote here as far as like, you know, how much do we pray or do Christians have to pray? Like another fundamental question, like 
should, should I pray every day? Should I pray multiple times a day? What is without ceasing? Do mm-hmm. I have to pray? Do I like, do I have to pray in order to be saved? Well, I don't think I have to pray to be saved, you know? So Paul Washer said this, he said, I never met an old saint who regretted having spent too much time in prayer, but I have met many people who regretted having spent too little. Oh yeah. And I think that at any point when you look back in your life, that's probably, that could be true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's like, man, I just spent too much time praying, just spent too much time praying to the Lord. But oftentimes, even myself right now, I can look back and be like, I wish I would have spent more time praying. I've prayed too little. Yeah, that's. I think that's where part of the the growth, like journey, comes in. Right? Is how can I continue to improve the health of my prayer life? Mm-hmm. And I guess as as we look at a lot of principles like that, we we're never done reading the Bible. We just read and read and read. We're never done going to church. We never complete sanctification. I guess we never quite finish improving our prayer life as well, right? And so. It's a continual That's a good point. Uh, growing exercise. And so we can always uh, improve that personal communion with the Lord. Yeah. So well, we have some techniques now to do it. Yeah. So. Acts. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think like on another fundamental level, why do we pray? Right. We went over that like it's commanded that we do. Jesus teaches us to do it. He teaches us how to do it. And then also we see the power in it. And you started off the conversation with answering this, that the power in it is because God has designed it so that that is a way, a means by which God exacts his will in our life and Mm -hmm. works in human history. He can work outside of that. And in fact, he does. But he chooses that way often and encourages us to step into that way and step into that way and that he wants to work in those ways. And he does. And maybe as we're wrapping up here, um, there is a quote by Jonathan Edwards. And... We can, I'll read this quote and then you come up with the closing thoughts, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. Here's a quote by Jonathan Edwards. There is no way that Christians in a private capacity can do so much to promote the work of God and advance the kingdom of Christ as by prayer. Agree. Agree. (laughs) Close with one thought. Those are your thoughts. (laughs) All right. Well, just to close, if we wanted to go over ACTS, give us ACTS, give us the acronym, and just in 30 seconds, explain it. All right, ACTS. Uh, interprayer with adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And uh, so that is uh, acknowledging that God is righteous, we are sinners, uh, confessing our sins in earnest. Uh, being thankful uh, for the blessings that we have received and for our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And supplication slash intercession is pleading that God will answer our prayer or the prayers that we're praying on behalf of others. Love it. Andrew, thank you for joining uh, C28 for today to talk about prayer. Also, if you're listening and there's a way to comment, Uh, I'd encourage you, any thoughts you had, things that you uh, thought were helpful for you or questions that this brings up, put them below and we can hopefully address them in a future podcast. But thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.